I'm Richard Pyatt. I'm here with Jake Steenholt, founder of Skyoden Marketing. Today, we're talking about what new business owners should know about marketing. Boy, this could be a long list, but you've been very good at making this concise. And of course, it might make sense to start with defining the marketing goals. Absolutely. Yeah. So there, there has to be an objective, obviously. I mean, with a brick or mortar business or a retail operation, it could be pretty simple. You're, you're just trying to draw the customers that you know or you've defined. You need to draw those to your business. And that, and that can be pretty simple. It's very important. I love helping new businesses get off the ground from the start. It's probably my favorite thing to do because it involves search engine optimization. One of the most important things to do for is to nail down that Google business profile. Hmm. I can't say enough. I mean, you have 84% of potential customers trying to find you on Google. So that's where 84% of search happens. Why not give it all you got? Now, that Google business profile, that shows up when someone searches. It's almost like an ad or right. a Facebook page off to the side or if you're on your phone, which three quarters of search is happening on mobile device, it's going to come up right on top. Now, you want to spend some time with that and round it out. There's so many things that don't get utilized that could. I mean, you can have your products on there. We like to take like 45 pictures of the business, and there's best practice for that. We take all those photos with metadata. So Google business profile is a huge part of what a business should handle when they start. As far as objective is concerned, you know, a business, it's a, let's say it's a business to business mm -hmm. and they make boats and they have a sales team and they have to increase their distribution. That's an entirely different ballgame. So what I would look at for a new business like that, or if I was taking over an account like that, I will look at how is that website working with the sales team? How is the sales team reaching out to clients? Should you be measuring, you know, what type of emails they're sending? You know, maybe there's three, four, five, six different formats to their first, you know, when they first reach out to a company to try to get their products there. You should be measuring the way those salespeople are operating. What's the activity levels like? And I'm a HubSpot partner. So what I do is I set up pretty intense, elaborate systems where we put everything in one place, the social media, how the sales team's working, how the website's working, where the lead's coming from, how are the leads being handled, what percentage of them are turning into a closed deal, uh, what are those deals. I even use this for retail operation, and a couple years into it, we would have a customer maybe complain about a product, and we'd say, well, what is this customer what are they like? I mean, they just came here once and they complain. And then I would look them up in the system and find out that they had spent over $10,000 with this business mm. and they complained one time. So I go to the owner and say, look, this is all the times this person has purchased. And here's this one little problem that they had. Would you please reach out to them personally? Of course, if you have the proper CRM, you would have the phone number, email, and you can reach out to them directly. So at the start for a new business, it's important to have all these systems set up properly so everything's merged together and working the way it should. And it's going to change the scope of what I do would change depending on what type of business it is. Sure. And it's great to have that dashboard <laughs> of all of that information that you're Absolutely, able to access yes. easily. You have to know who your target audience is, too. You talked about that one customer. Does that fit the profile? What is the profile? You need to know that. Yes. I mean, so this goes to uh, the point of you can waste quite a bit of money <laughs> advertising or using traditional media if you don't know who your target is 
I mean, this happens so often. I've seen so many business owners ask, well, who do you think your target audience is? And they don't really, well, it's everybody will be a, a common answer. Mm-hmm. It's a really not a good thing. You, you need to know most people, when they think of marketing, they think of awareness. Our business is aware. But there's much more to that. You should have a customer journey laid out. How did people become aware of you? How did they engage with you? How did they convert? A conversion could be they've come to the business. A conversion could be, like for my business, my ad agency, a conversion is that they made an appointment with me. And then beyond that, how did they, did they get excited? And the next stage in the customer journey would be a set mm-hmm. that, uh, let's say that, uh, you know, there's a core product. Did they buy all the extras that go with it? Like if it were a car, they bought the vehicle. Did they buy the warranties that go with it? Were they introduced? I mean, so that average, the ascend part of the customer journey, everything should lead up to that. And what I'm trying to say is that that awareness that most people think marketing is, is actually not the most important. The ascend's the most important. Uh You can grow a business just by having your average order become higher. And then beyond that, you should measure the referrals and uh, how much your business will be promoted. So all of these things are absolutely, all these eight stages of customer journey should be planned out in advance, maybe even before you open your business. It would be ideal. But I've got a client that I've worked with for over three years now, and we did this, I think, maybe it was about six months after they opened. And so I measure all of these parts of their journey. I've been doing it for three years. And we had an objective of growing at 1% per month. Mm. And we thought, well, if we're growing at 1% per month, and this is our goal, we would double in four years, eight months. If you do the math, it's right around 1.5%. Right. That's a nice steady growth. Now, they've grown way more than that. I think they've, <laughs> I think in the last uh, few months, they've been doing a third more uh, what they were the year before, actually. But I'm just saying that at the beginning, you got to have a plan. You've got to record what you're doing. you got to have the numbers so that you're looking at them. It's like if you were to set sail and your rudder was just a little off, <laughs> if you're not checking on where you are on course to put that rudder back, and usually a weekly is enough. You don't need to be looking at it daily. And for this business, I give them monthly reports now because we're, we're, we've really set sail and we're on course. There's not too much adjusting at this point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, <clears throat> something else that a new business owner should know about marketing is the idea of branding and developing that. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I've been to businesses where if you lay out on a table, you know, their ads that they did, let's say a print ad, their business card, the sign outside, they have all these different versions. There's no continuous theme. Mm -hmm. And it takes some time. But if you're a new business and you can nail that down ahead of time, Wow, it's beautiful. So what I often do is, let's say it's um, like I have a salon that I I work with. So, you know, you think about, okay, she already had like a teal type color. And I went from that. And what other colors would, you know, her target audience find attractive? So I make an entire palette. And that palette goes into where I design, goes into Illustrator, Photoshop, and Canva, and then the type styles, and then we continually use those same things over and over. Like I make a template for their email. This is the way it should look. It's a white background. Here's your colors. So everything has that nice, you you know it when you see it. I mean, Home Depot, 
uh, you know that orange in you know, that logo, it kind of looks like a military type of stamp. I mean, right away, you know that that's, that's Home Depot. You see the orange carts in the parking lot and all the signs in the store are orange. Uh, another good example would be T-Mobile, I think. Mm-hmm. If you look at their store, like as soon as you look at it, it's like pink everywhere, right? The signage, everything. It's just got this beautiful, continuous look, their commercials, everything. So if you look at the big guys, you can see this is very important at the beginning to know what your colors are, what the logo is going to be, and try to have very little variation. There's going to be other people that are helping you with your marketing and get involved and If you have an ad agency, that ad agency should be policing your brand identity. Yeah, and and the idea, the underlying notion of all that is that they recognize you immediately. Right, right. If you have a different look here and a different look there, you're reducing the amount of frequency that your audience has because they're not recognizing that this is the same business. Hmm, That's interesting. And, of course, our online storefront is our website, so we need that, too, and that branding would be employed there. Right. Going back to what we said about business to business, just think about how important that website is. I was talking to someone the other day. His business is doing well. He gets a lot of business on referral, but he had no website. Mm. And he was asking me, well, what's the importance of that? So that website absolutely can be a workhorse for you. And just think, after you set it up, How much cost is there to it? Not that much. You have that one-time cost. Just make it. You don't have to make it too robust. I understand he told me that a decade ago he had this company made a super elaborate website and he got terrible leads from it. You know, so it just wasn't that ad agency didn't go the process to eliminate waste. Essentially, he was getting leads that were not the right leads. So it wasn't set up in a way that he would get the right leads. So even though it was an elaborate website and it cost him all this money, he was getting this waste from it. So the website, going back to the business to business model, that should work with the sales team. It should be something where you can quickly look at a dashboard and see how all the pages are performing. You should be able to measure how a page is performing, how many people visited that page, and how many of those visitors turned into a click, you should be monitoring those numbers. And if it's not performing well, maybe you didn't do your job right when it comes to copywriting. Maybe you didn't speak in the language of the client that you're looking for. Simple things like that. These are all really important at the beginning that you nail down so that it fits the audience that you expect to have. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's social media, right? In these times, we need it. When I started Skyo and I, I had lost my job and I thought, I'm older now and I've been in media all my career. Why not? Everybody's always told me, Jake, you should have your own ad agency. You know how to make ads. You know how to run them. I mean, you're a creative guy. You should, you should go for it. So the first thing I did day after I lost my job is I went to, I think it was uh, McDonald's or Starbucks and I sat there and I started trying to make the logo. And one of the things I did was, you know, I made my LinkedIn page, I made my Facebook page, and guess what? The day after I made that LinkedIn page, somebody that I knew from maybe a couple years prior saw it, mm. and they were going to open a new business, and I got that lead. And I actually, were, this is uh, five years later now, but he's finally opening up the restaurant, and uh, he's a client of mine. So that's the power of social media, and I think it's uh, many business owners underestimate how powerful that social media can be. I'll give you just one more example. We had uh, a lawnmower retailer, and last year in May, they were running a TV ad 
They spent a lot of money on it. And they, as far as they know, they got one lead or <laughs> one more lead from it. Uh, we did one. We had an offer that, that the retailer told us about for a particular lawnmower, brand new. They sell for like six, $7,000. And uh, we put this one ad, just a post. It wasn't even an ad. It was a post on Facebook. Cost nothing. They sold three lawnmowers from it right away. Within days, we were getting the leads coming in from the website, and we could see that, you know, we tracked that it was uh, from the social media. So so easy to underestimate social media, but it's absolutely powerful. And this leads right to the next point. There needs to be a content marketing strategy that works. Yes. So uh, at at the beginning, uh, when you start your business, you should know right offhand, what are the top keywords that people search when they're looking for your business? And then your content needs to revolve around that, not in a way that like you're just doing it to get those keywords and the power from that. No, you take those keywords, find out what questions. I use Answer the Public, which is a really uh, wonderful site. I often go there to see what questions people ask about that topic or keyword. Mm. So keyword research is key. I could spend a day sometimes trying to nail that down. And then I take those keywords and I put them in my system so that I can watch, you know, which ones are ranking well. Like we partner with SEMrush. They're probably one of the best known searching and optimization platforms out there. And uh, we are daily on SEMrush watching the rankings of keywords for businesses. So you should know right offhand, what are your top five keywords? And you should be monitoring those because it's a zero sum game. If your rankings are going down on a keyword, that means that somebody else is basically putting more content out there on those keywords. So Mm -hmm. it should be like a circle, like the keyword, let's say, let me give you, let's see if we can give you an example. Uh, So for this right here, what are the things you need to know about marketing when you start a new business? Right. Now, for me, I'm going to take this podcast here that we're doing, and I'm going to make a video from it, and I'm also going to make you know a content piece for the website because I know this is one of the questions that gets asked frequently, and you know, we can research that and know. So that's why that we have this topic here today because I know this is something new businesses need. So then that topic can revolve around the keyword. It can become, um, you know, part of your email uh, marketing campaign. It can become part of your blog post. And it's like a circle. And you've got to have that fresh content happening continually. What You shouldn't think of your website as something that's static. Like, I got it done. I'm all done. Because mm-hmm. Google likes that fresh content. In fact, many times now when I'm making a blog post, I'll put what you need to know about such and such for 2023. Just having that 2023 in there can pump up your volume on your content. So it's a big topic. That's more than I can say, but uh, you just have to know that this is important. Oh, and beyond that, when we, we were talking about social media, social media has very powerful local SEO. So if you're posting at least two, three times a week, you're using these keywords as content. It's very important. And of course, once you've developed some of that strategy, part of it is exposing it. And one way to do that is email. Right. It's uh, amazing to me how many of us think as email is not effective because we all know how many emails come in our junk and, and, and we need to delete them. Like how many emails are you deleting every day? But don't underestimate the power of email. Email is amazing. I have a client 
that was with my uh, one of my uh, HubSpot clients. So we measured all the emails and what people were clicking on. We were sending out a couple emails a week. And believe it or not, in a year, the click showed us that we were influenced a million dollars in sales from just email alone. Oh, my. So email is powerful. Don't underestimate it. But maybe your business is more about text messaging, which is just as well. You can have just the same amount of power from text messaging. For example, maybe a, a cannabis business. Maybe email is okay, but maybe the SMS is even better. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, if you have a rewards program and you can um, reach out to clients that way or do push notifications, this is what's called email marketing or text messaging. This is what's called inbound marketing. Mm-hmm. So you have people that you know are already coming to you and you're staying in touch with them. Outbound marketing would be uh, running uh, traditional media like radio or TV. That would be outbound marketing. So inbound marketing is very important, and you can grow a business almost exclusively on inbound marketing if you do it right. And choosing, for example, using your your example for a moment, choosing between email and SMS might depend on what your target audience is and, and what they're known to respond to more yes, frequently. Yes, yes. You'll yeah. see those stats. You could try both and see what works out best. Mm-hmm. Even with that uh, client I mentioned that had a million, they've actually backed off from the email. They do mostly text messaging now, which is really the same. It's just as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's all part of what a new business owner should consider having, which is an advertising campaign that's planned and executed. Yeah, so uh, when uh, we talk about planning and executing a campaign, think about doing that in advance. Like I have a client right now where we planned out the year in advance. It's a it's a seasonal business, but that when you have that uh, plan in advance, okay, we're going to do this direct mail piece at this point. We know this is a good time to do that. We're going to run, um, you know, Google AdWords through these months have that whole plan laid out. Then when other media reps or whatever come to you and have other ideas, you won't get distracted from the plan that you have at hand. Hmm. And that is easy to have done. It's very easy. new and shiny. Yeah, shiny object syndrome. I've talked about that before. It's, uh, It's a problem because most businesses are not dying or their marketing plans aren't failing from having enough ideas it's failing from the indigestion of those ideas. So <laughs> you can, there's too much out there, let's face it. There's so many different ways to do digital marketing. There's so many programs, thousands of them. So you need to be good at the ones that you know are working for your target audience. It's very important at the beginning to know that. Sure. And here's the part that's really interesting. New business owners, we should be monitoring and analyzing the results we get. And and I would imagine a lot of your clients are anxious to know what those details are. Yeah. I have a client that I've been monitoring, measuring on a weekly basis for years now. And it's nice to be able to go back and see, wait a minute, we were getting more website visits two years ago than we are now. Why is that? Well, it's really simple. We installed this e-commerce page and people were bookmarking it and going to that page. So when I'm monitoring their website visits, I'm also monitoring the uh, e-commerce page. Mm. But, you know, all these things are absolutely critical. Like uh, for the business, for the same business, we keep track of the average order. And if it goes down 
quite a bit, maybe in a uh, a week or two, I notice, oh, wow, look at this. It's, it's sunk by $10 on the average order. I reach out to the, the manager of that store and say, look, um, the numbers are falling right here. Just keep an eye on that. Maybe get with your staff and remind them to suggest a sell. Maybe they've kind of like it's not cognizant for them, and we can get that number back up. But if you're not watching the numbers on a weekly basis and keeping an eye on that, imagine if nobody ever guided that, you start sinking. Sure. If you're not paying attention, how would you know? Or maybe it's a deal, 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 and that's what you're all about, and you're putting a lot of pressure on your business to go through all these customers that are spending a very small amount what if you were doing more business with fewer customers simply because you're saying you bought this, you want to buy this with it too? Uh, when I, my, one of my first jobs was working at McDonald's, and they were big on this. Uh, when we were in, I worked in the drive-through. They they would watch us and see if we suggest a sell. Wait, somebody buys a hamburger, don't you want a fries and a coke with that? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this probably isn't a shocker to a lot of business owners, even new business owners, building relationships and partnerships is key, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes I think uh, if I have a, a business owner right now and it's starting a restaurant, he's never been in a restaurant business as far as I know. Hmm. And I was worried, is he benchmarking? Is he talking to other business owners? And I just met with this business is in Atlanta, Georgia. And I just met with him a couple of weeks ago and I was so thrilled to find out that he had a restaurant owner from Houston that was visiting him and they were going to have a, a party the next day at his home and try out the, what the chef had come up with for the restaurant and see, you know, what this restaurant owner, what he thought about his menu. And so it's really important to know other people in your industry and bounce ideas. For me, with the ad agency, I do quite a bit of this just through uh, listening to, for example, SEO podcasts and, you know, what other uh, marketing companies are saying. I'm continually, just about every day, I'm trying to learn something new about the industry, and I'm getting that from other ad agency owners oftentimes. Mm. Here's a big one that maybe we don't think about enough monitoring and managing our online reputation what people are saying about our business online right there's uh, some business owners they don't realize how that actually affects their traffic as far as we know now we don't we don't know exactly what google does but we speculate that this is a important part of your traffic plus it builds trust if you're um responding to all your reviews whether they're negative or positive i mean how many people I mean, for myself, if I'm looking at where am I going to go out to eat, I'm going to be checking those reviews. Right. And so it's uh, really important. We have a system for monitoring reviews. I put them in what is called listing management. So I will put a business on over 60 different listings online. Some are uh, what might be Yahoo, Bing, Better Business Bureau. Ways, you know, all these things that you might not think of right offhand or Yelp. There's reviews coming from different places, not just Google. Mm -hmm. And every time there's a review that happens, I get a notification for that business. If I have them set up that way, I and I respond to the review immediately. Or if it's a problematic one, I send an email note to the owner. That way it's off the owner's mind. It's a service we provide, and it's just one less thing to worry about 
that is a tough thing to keep up with when you're a business owner and you have all these moving parts Absolutely. and then you're on top of it, you're trying to manage reviews. So let your ad agency, somebody like myself, I had a client that had a preordained list of responses to different types of reviews. I didn't use it exactly. You want to mix it up a little bit, but it was a guide. So they didn't have to worry about doing it themselves. They know that the ad agency is going to respond in a, in a particular way, depending on what type of review it is. Hmm. So it's important to give that attention. That's very interesting. Well, and you alluded to this a little bit already, but the idea that we should stay up to date with marketing trends. Yeah, it's a kind of funny st side story. It's really not related to marketing, but uh, when I was uh, younger, there was this lady I wanted to uh, date, and I sent flowers to her and tried to talk to her, and oh, she's just absolute. I thought at the time she's absolutely beautiful, and um, decades later I saw her again, and she still had the same hairstyle, and I thought, wow, that's interesting. I mean, it's easy to get stuck in the past, right? Uh -huh. Are you updating? Are you keeping up to the trends that are going on now? If you're somebody, you know, if you were a doctor, you have to keep up on what the what the different medications and procedures are, what what's, um, you know, best practices in marketing is so important. And that landscape is changing constantly. For example, just a few months ago, I'm going to date this podcast, but just a few months <laughs> ago, uh, artificial intelligence came on the scene. If you're an ad agency and it's been a few months and that's come on the scene, you should already be on that, using it, understanding it, making the best of that tool. Uh, these are things that it just, it takes energy, but it has to be done. You have to stay up on what's current. You have to be aware. Don't get so stuck in your uh, hamster wheel of running your business and everything that you're not keeping up to speed on, on what the latest trends are. Jake Steenholt. Skyoden Marketing, ready to help new business owners and maybe not so new business owners with some of these objectives. Thank you. Thank you.